Welcome to Stranger Brews, where we talk craft brew and Stranger Things and all your streaming things. I'm one of your hosts, Dallas Wood, and with me is my co-host, Josh Nelson. How's it going, my man? Doing going great, man. I'm I'm excited that we're stake making our second attempt at this show. For everyone out there, we've had a couple <laughs> attempts at trying to get this show off the ground, kind of getting our legs, our sea legs for this podcast. And, uh, you know, Josh, why don't you tell everybody again a little bit about yourself and what we're kind of wanting to do with this show? Well, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just a, a fan of pretty much all things uh, craft beer and, and, and just a, I'm a big old geek, man. I love it all. But, uh, you know, Dallas, you were, you were taught, you and I were talking about beer and we're like, fuck, we need a show. And then we could talk about, you know, all the geek things we like and streaming and, you know, the show, the shows we're streaming online and, you know, maybe we'll go into a tangent about music or movies that we like. And then, you know, it was spurred on by the fact that, you know, you had seen this movie called uh, strange brews and that was something I'd never seen. And you're like, dude, you got to get on that. It's really, really good. Really funny. And so I watched it, and that's kind of how we we took off on that, and then we you know combined that with Stranger Things, and off off we go. I, I'm and obviously craft beer too. That's another thing. <laughs> we gotta that's have the, the craft number beer one beer. thing. Yeah, let's, let's let everybody know that we're gonna talk the other stuff, so we have a reason to get drunk on audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, give 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 people a chance to. Give people a chance to learn a thing or two about craft beer that maybe they haven't, you know, and, and things that we're drinking currently we want them to try, uh, things like that. But, uh, yeah, man. That's oh, man. Well, my name's Dallas Wood, and uh, I am not a young man, but not an old man, but I'm a geek like Josh, and we met through Star Wars Twitter. I, I have a Star Wars podcast. Uh, it's a weekly Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators. A malfunctioning Star Wars podcast, and maybe many of you listening out there are listening to this because of that show, which would be awesome because Eric and Luke and myself do have put in a lot of work on that show. And then I also have a pop culture uh, show named Pop Culture Underground, where we look into pop culture and we talk a lot of comic books and comic book movies and TV shows and streaming stuff. And we'll cover a lot of the same things on this show, but really like. I'm excited for this show because it's a chance for you and I to talk beer because you're a big beer geek. I mean, your fucking Twitter handle is at Joshua Beer Geek. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. I mean, you don't get more on the nose right there, my friend. <laughs> I even had a, an Instagram blog for beer reviews at one point that I, I gave up on a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I had a bunch of beer on that. <laughs> this man's tapped app is fucking tapped. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh man. Um, so a little side note on myself: I have a wife who is not a drinker. She does not partake, and part of our agreement is is that I don't partake in our home. So fortunately, I am a small business owner, and I have an office, and I've turned it into a man cave. And my friend, I can drink beer here. So this is another reason for this podcast is because I don't get to talk beer with my lady, but she's great. So everything else we get to talk about so anyway um man as always with this show for everybody listening we're going to talk about what we're drinking in the episode josh take it away what you drinking oh man i'm glad you asked all right so um 
so my sister-in-law just recently got a job at uh, New Belgium as one of their uh, uh, social media people. And she was Homer telling me... Simpson drool. Oh. <laughs> right, seriously, dude. Like the job of a fu- dream job of a life. Oh, New Belgium fat tire. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. It's it's hey, it's it's a staple of Colorado, man. Uh, but man, it's she a staple everywhere now, scoop. man. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. <clears throat> but she's like... Uh, I don't, Dallas, have you ever heard of uh, the La Folie series that New Belgium yes. puts out? Okay, yeah. They're yes. sours. Mm-hmm. So they they she she told me about this thing they were going to release called Geisha, and it's like mm. I'm telling you, man, I'm looking at the box right now. It's got like gold fucking painted leaf on it. It's got, it's, I mean, it's in a black box, similar to what they do with really good whiskeys or scotches or something. And it's called it's Grand like Reserve. Top shelf shit. Oh, Grim dude, Reserve? this is top shelf, dude. It it is. It was like I'm not. I mean, I probably shouldn't say how much I spent on it, but it was it was like basically eighty bucks, and it was like limit one per customer. It was a big deal, and uh, so this thing is fucking beastly. It's got these really super rare coffee beans called Geisha coffee beans. Ah, uh, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's actually from Panama, even though it has like the you know the name Geisha uh, mm-hmm. in it. But um, but there there it's a basically a coffee sour. Which by the sound of that you're going, how do you do those two flavors? Cause, I mean you got the bitterness of coffee, um, and maybe a little bit of roasty, and then you've got the sour sort of tartness um, coming through, um, and then it's also got this kind of sweet malty after uh, after tone that really hits after. I mean it's really really super smooth. It's naturally mm. carbonated, but it's got a little bit of nitro in it as well. Um, so it, it's it's lightly carbonated, very smooth, very sour, uh, but it's got that coffee tone in it that just hits you right right where it where it uh, needs to, and it's just dude, it is like one of the most standout beers I think I've had in a while. Like as far as just the way that it tastes and the way that I remember it, mm-hmm. and I'll be talking, I'll probably be talking about this beer forever. Like it's just one of those damn good beers. Um, and you know, hats off to New Belgium, man. They really fucking nailed it with this one. It's super good. What about you, dude? Well, I am enjoying a local brew from Proper Brewing in Salt Lake City. Um, oh, you should have told everybody again in case they haven't heard the other episodes that you're in Fort Collins. Oh yes, yes, home of New Belgium, <laughs> Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> And fucking Budweiser, <laughs> there's a Budweiser brewery there too. <laughs> yeah, there, there is, there is right down the road. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I have been to that brewery and tasted beer as a child in their sampling room. Hey, can't but you know, that. grew fun. up in a German family, so yeah. anyway, um, I am drinking their Leisure Brow, which is a India Vienna Lager. And according to the label, uh, they basically made a dry hopped IPA lager. Hmm. And it's not a aggressive bitterness, I would say. It, there's a bitterness there, but it's got a smoothness at the same time. It's, it's sharp. Um, it, you definitely want to be eating something salty when you uh, partake, but very good, very good. Now, they have a sour that I had there when I picked this up. Uh, 
that had a passion fruit in it and it was just top top shelf so kind of speaking of beers since uh this is kind of a new start and we don't want to kind of rehash a lot of the stuff we talked about last time because i kind of want this to be a new episode i mean it's been about what six weeks since we recorded in this capacity too long man it's been too long it's all yeah so you you've drank a lot of stuff and i've drank a lot of stuff i mean i've been to anaheim and (laughs) and vegas and you know, yeah. I've I've been to a lot of breweries lately. So why don't we? Go, why don't you just kind of go over your tour recently over the last six weeks? Yeah, man. Um, so let me uh, actually pull up the uh, the my pictures here. So I got them all. I took pictures of them. I still have to. I, I'm I'm trying to be better about adding the Instagram. But um, yeah, around around Thanksgiving time, I had a really good. Uh, it was like I don't know how to quite how to describe it. Um, it's it's a Belgian brewery, and I still don't know the name for the life of me. And it's it's got a I'll put it on Instagram um, for those of you Stranger Brews Pod on Instagram. Um, it's got a really funky label, like hand drawn, and it's just it. I picked it up because it looked so damn crazy on the front. And sometimes I'll you know I, I without knowing much about a beer, I'll just um, I'll just pick uh, pick a, a a beer based on how the label looks. And so, um, basically, it's a dry hopped. I'm not going to be able to pronounce this grisette. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wacky, man. It was it was hoppy. It was malty. It was fruity. Uh, it was really nice and smooth. Uh, and then, let's see, we got Lugine chocolate milk stout from Odell, and that just speaks mm, for itself. I love Odell. I love Odell. Dude. Mama's little pills. That dude, you can't. <laughs> you keep doing that. That's Oscar Blues, dude. <laughs> ah, I always do that shit. But I've had, I, I, I've had the other one too, man. I'm, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Maybe well, both are really drinking, good. Maybe I started drinking before we started. <laughs> hey, we're pregame, buddy. That's how you do. <laughs> I always and pre-game. then uh, you know me, yeah, dude. And I had a really good one from Dogfish Head called. Uh, it's called the Palo Santo Maron Brown Ale, Marin Brown Ale, and it's basically just a barrel-aged brown ale, and it's just super, super thick and rich and delicious. Um, and then I had a Christmas Wild Ale from Upslope, which was oh. really sour and, and just quite tart. Oh, yes. And then the Saison from, uh, but it's made from Colorado Juniper Berries from Left Hand Brewing in Longmont, right next to my work. I walk up in the morning sometimes when I go to work and I smell their their, uh, mashing in, uh, and it's just the best fucking smell. But that's basically kind of my tour through beer uh, so far, recently. Well, buckle up, Buttercup, because this has been a minute. As you know, I travel as much as you, because uh, for, for the listeners, again, we travel for our, our respective professions, um, and uh, I happened to squeeze a week-long family vacation to Anaheim, you know, visiting some well-known parks down there. Since they don't pay the bills for this show, fuckers can't hear uh, any promos. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so I hooked up with a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, old Calvin Russell from Pop Culture Underground. And we went and just like had a little beer tour. And we went over to the Carl Strauss Brewery that they put a little satellite brewery in Anaheim right across from Angel Stadium. 
And uh, we rolled on in there, man, and we got the flight. Oh, the flight. And then the waitress could tell, like, we both dug beer, or at least she could tell I dug beer. Because, honestly, Calvin drinks PBR. That's, like, his go-to. So, I mean, he could take or leave the craft beer in his life. He's not like you and me, obsessed. But anyway, um, they had a black cherry sour saison that I just wanted to cry when I tasted it. It was so delicious, man. And the bad part about it is it's a limited release. And, and, you know, they're still in IPA land there in Los Angeles, so Carl Strauss is brewing a lot of IPAs for that particular location, but she brought us all their nut brown English ales and, you know, like shoot-offs of Newcastle with nutmeg in it and, you know, all kinds of wacky shit. Mm-hmm. But I had a black rye Kolsch there that was as black as Satan's soul. And it was the smoothest <laughs> shit you've ever had, bro. It Sounds was so good. Delicious. It was so good, man. You could just taste everything that was epic about what what those ingredients were just highlighted and blended perfectly together. Um, anyway, um, then um, I've done... And Bohemia has decided to make a new batch of their Dunkel... Um, limited release and they since it's not a protein based beer it's delicious in the can if you let it warm up a degree or two before you start drinking and man that beer has just been everybody's go-to i've got everybody hooked on that and then i go over to my fucking favorite little stop and food truck tap brewery fisher's brewery in downtown salt lake city and those dudes decided to do a sour but they did a citrus hop sour. Ooh. So it appeases the sour fans and the IPA fans at the same time. And I don't know how they got it to taste grapefruity, but it's the right kind of grapefruity. They might Probably have put hops. a little It's got to be the hops. Yeah. But but man, ah Tim is a fucking genius brewmaster man just pimps to him and i w- props to him and i wish he would like get on twitter or something so that we could pimp his brewery because when you get to salt lake josh you're going to like be like where has this shit been all my life because you you literally s- you smell mash when you walk in because oh, they're gosh. mashing in where you're drinking there's no fucking sneeze guard glass and you know like i love that none shit. of that shit it's mm-hmm. It's there in the room with you. They when there's the, the football games and stuff, they don't have TVs all over the place. They just scroll down a projector and you know, and it's kind of cool. They have these long tables so you can just kind of chill and talk to people and stuff. And I actually got hit on by like a 28-year-old chick in there. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I Only went in you, there. Dallas. I went in there and I'm like, you know, I'm oblivious cuz I'm the long-time married man, but then about like four or five minutes into the conversation, I'm like, uh-oh, shit, this chick digs me in the wrong kind of way. Fuck. <laughs> and then I grab my crawlers, and I'm like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Gotta take off, man. <laughs> Gotta take off. <laughs> You're way too uh, sexy for me to be hanging out next to oh, you. Oh, goddamn. Thou, thou shalt not tempt the Lord. Nope, I only look at the menu. I don't fucking order. <laughs> 
Oh my god, uh, dude! It must be the red beard, <laughs> dude. She, I think is. I'm telling you, there's two things that I, I personally groom in a way that girls like. It's weird. The beard. People love this. The girls love this long beard I got. And then in the summer, I wear sandals all the time. My daughter thinks it's awesome to have me to have painted toenails. So I get painted toenails. And then all these girls like, oh, that's so awesome. Oh, no. And they just like all get all touchy and feely and shit. And I'm like, where was this shit when I was 20? Right. Not Except 38. Except touching your toes and shit, which is kind of weird. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can get, I guess. Back then. Right. Anyway, so um, I've I've hit up Fishers. They've had this this beer they call the ESB, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember what it stood for. Extra, extra special bitter. Yes, but what's weird is it was super smooth, but bitter at the same time. I can't explain it, and I wished. I had had a waitress that could really tell me more about it, and nine out of ten people there would have been able to answer, right. but this particular girl couldn't, and they were busy, so I didn't find out what the deal was. But they have a nitro red ale that's really good right now, and um, I've been taking home their amber lager in Crowlers, so their traditional Fisher's lager and their Fisher's amber lager. So for those of you listening, if you come to Salt Lake City... Fucking go to Fisher's Brewing. A Fisher's Brewing Company, downtown Salt Lake City. Fuck the Expo Center. Fuck all that shit. Just come right down, drink that beer. It's delicious. Um, and then I hit up uh, a bunch of new like beers that have kind of made their way into Salt Lake. Uh, an Idaho brewery that I've, I've pimped before from Ponderay, Idaho, called Laughing Dog. They came out with a Hellas lager. Ugh. Those guys are so awesome, man. It was like 6.5% and smooth as fuck. That's actually pretty strong for a fucking Hells, man. That's crazy. Or I don't even know how yeah. to pronounce it. But yeah, it's because typically they're kind of like the almost the, the the real super light beers. Um, well, super well light it, it was more golden than like Bud Light or Coors or something like that. Right, it, it, it had a little bit more kick to it. They probably added a few more, you know, they, they got more sugar out of the malt and more fermentables oh super smooth um and being in salt lake we have uina and i've had uina's new winter porter which is vanilla in it and i've never had a vanilla in any beer and i was real skeptical so i just bought one fucking bottle because like in the in their beer store because uh, we have weird beer rules here in utah but you can go into a beer store at the brewery and you can pick your own six pack so you can mix it with bottles or it's gonna be nine bucks so you're gonna you're gonna mix and match bottles or cans so it doesn't matter it can be six bottles or six cans or a mix of both it's gonna be nine dollars or if they're on sale eight dollars so i'll always go in there because i'm always passing that area and i grabbed one of those man and i should have just made it a sixer that's probably the best winter beer i've had in a while like something that surprised me i guess i just didn't expect vanilla to go good in beer it does especially in a in a porter because it's it you know it kind of offsets that almost chocolate uh you know oh. what i mean like it's it's got smooths that it out taste. it takes the bite yeah yeah it takes the bite it down does. yep 
especially on a on a really heavy ABV, it kind of it kind of mellows that alcoholic taste a little bit out for sure. Oh, so good, so good. Um, and then I hit up. Uh, let's see, what did I get? I didn't get anything from Wasatch. You've been drinking, my man. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. The oh, and I got to read the back of this beer so I can pronounce this properly because this is a new brewery in town. If they're not new, I've never heard of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but they're doing a Finnish beer, Kitos, and it's pronounced. It's spelled K I I T O S, Kitos, hmm. and it says it means thanks in Finnish. And is the driving principle behind everything they do there. What's the brewery Wand called? Ale. Um, it's called he- uh, Ketos Brewing. Oh, Ketos Brewing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is their Blonde Ale. And they have a lager, too, that I saw. that, But I grabbed the Blonde Ale first because my jam lately has been to um, uh, drink some of these more. I don't know. I Just when it gets cold outside... <clears throat> Excuse me. I like the more pr- traditional British English beers, you know, nuttier stuff, maltier stuff. Right. That porters, the the malts, the the ales, all that, you know. And so this is a blonde ale. So yeah, I'm gonna crack this bad boy open right now, and because I haven't even tried it yet. Do it, man. Are you on so your what? second beer? Well, yeah, I was. I had already started that other one, and right, right. I don't always finish them, so I can try different ones. You know, calories, yo. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> um, hey, real quick, man. Uh, speaking of uh, ESBs, and actually, I, I just to make sure I was right, I kind of, because I haven't had an oh. ESB in a while, I wanted to make sure I was right on that. It's extra special, strong bitter uh, as well, is kind of how they how the, the style is pronounced as far as ESB. But uh, speaking of left hand, left hand brewing in Longmont has a... Uh, it's really kind of their flagship beer. It's been their flagship beer for a long time, but they just recently put it on nitro, which makes it even smoother. But if you want an ESB that's super smooth, my man, go with Sawtooth. So it's just called Sawtooth Ale or Sawtooth mm-hmm. ESB. And a fun fact, it is named after Sawtooth Mountain, uh, which is over by Boulder. Kind of you, Basically, when you're looking out towards the front range of Colorado from Longmont or from Boulder, you'll see Sawtooth Mountain uh, kind of popping up <clears> over <throat> there. So, yeah. Yeah, I I went. I actually had beer at that brewery because uh, we came into Boulder to watch my Utes fuck up those buffaloes. <laughs> the buffs are terrible. Don't even worry about Fucking it. Fucking asshole. Man, then we fucked them up here in town on Saturday, dude. Got ourselves a bull game. I'm more of a CSU guy. I'm more of a I'm more of a Ram. I Dude, like I Rams. like the Rams, man. I'm, they're ter- I'm they're a terrible team too, but they got a you know they're they're fun they're a fun bunch. I like them. I'm old school like whack Mountain West love, man. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're not in the conference anymore, I mean, like when the Utes were in that conference, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have a good fight song though. You gotta love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, by the way, smooth and delicious. Yeah. Crisp. This is actually a beer that is weird for the winter to be good to me. This is something that I probably would really enjoy in the summer. Yeah, I heard your uh, your uh, animal noises over there. It sounded like you were having a good old time. Mm. Well, see, my fridge here at the office, 
I, I put the beers in the freezer section because it doesn't really freeze. But sometimes uh-huh. it'll freeze it a little bit. This is a lower alcohol. This is a 4% because it's out of the grocery store. Yeah, it's sessional. Yep. So, but it says best cold, really cold. And they're right. This is practically, it's got, it's a little icy. It's, it's way good this way. So, man. Yeah, it's, some beers are better. I mean, like, typically you never want to make beers too cold because then it starts to break down, you know, some of the stuff in it and it makes the flavors off a little bit. But it's, you know, yeah. typically beers served at cellar temperature which is basically almost room temperature but there's some beers man that are just brewed cold and they are meant to be served cold well but lagering beer would... in general is is it's a cold fermentation they actually you you bring the beer down or the wort down to uh f- about 32 degrees when you're fermenting it mm-hmm. when you're lagering it essentially so you know lagers are typically best served cold my, but you said uh, it was a lager right yeah my my grandparents uh Used to put them in an ice cream maker <laughs> with the ice around it. Yeah, yeah. When they would ferment their mash. Yep. You know, well, and this was in the twenties during Prohibition. Yeah. <coughs> so they were they were having to do it old school. Old school, baby. It's like being all creative and shit. Like with the dudes that had to grow weed in their house, you know. Before yeah. now, you can just grow it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know all about that, man. <laughs> so listen to this. So so. Side note, state of Utah is fucking got their panties in a bunch <laughs> over the super superstore liquor store in Wendover, Nevada, which is like basically half the towns in Utah. The other half's in Nevada. It's an hour and a half from Salt Lake City West. Right. Okay, it's where all the Utahns go to do their gambling and shit. Well, now they're going out there to buy fucking cheap ass liquor. Like some dude came into the coffee shop. In the west part of town, it's a little uh, suburb of Salt Lake called West Valley City. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I'm out there, and he comes out here with these two fucking huge-ass jugs of Jim Beam Apple and Jim Beam... I'm like, I mean, these things were probably... What would be four two-liters? Uh... Like, it'd be like three two-liters worth. Almost yeah, a little more than two two liters worth. This huge ass like fucking Costco jug size shit. Yeah, it's party size. Oh, dude! So they were thirty a piece. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" You get drunk for a year for thirty bucks? Because I mean, really, that would last you a year if you're not an alcoholic. Yeah, but I feel like a guy buying that kind of fucking booze, like in that quantity, is probably thinking it maybe. They're no, gonna they're, plow through that. These <laughs> these dudes are these dudes are huge college football fans. Like they're again sort of supporters of the youths. Yeah, yeah. So like they tailgate and shit, make like oh, fucking yeah. smoothies and margaritas and shit. You know what I mean? With whiskey, just fucked up shit like that. Well, so they need that amount. Then they're gonna. They need that amount. Gonna, yeah, they go. So it. they're saving money. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a fucking fifth in Utah is like fucking thirty bucks. Dry state, man. And you can't you can't serve it on Sundays, right? Like you can't even you can't mm. buy it and you can't serve it, right? On Sundays, you can have it at your house. You can get it on Sunday. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, you can you can get alcohol on Sunday. You can go to a bar on Sunday. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't, it, it, it it, I don't get it, man. Out. Honestly, like they step over dollars to make dimes. You know, they're they're trying to make money. Like they they lowered the DUI limit to like .05, which is like mouthwash. Huh. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? And right. and it's not for for safety because in college I was a you know a criminal science major, but I minored in or I had got my associates in criminal justice, and to get that I went through the police academy training. And uh, I remember that when we were doing the alcohol, blood alcohol training, you know, the DUI training, mm-hmm. I remember the captain of the Utah Highway Patrol coming in and telling us that, you know, the law is .08, but really somebody's dangerous at 1.2. Mm-hmm. So here you are, you got a guy that's out there fucking pulling drunks over all the time on the fucking road, and he's telling you people aren't dangerous till they're 1.2. <laughs> right. Anyway, so this is a ploy to get money, is all, all I can think, you know, penalties and fines from DUIs and shit, but, but the, they don't think big picture is it costs money for the jail and all that oh, shit. Oh, dude, that's so exactly how I feel about that, but anyway, that's all Why don't you just topic. let people buy alcohol and tax the fuck out of it? Yeah. <laughs> just, just let them get it at a restaurant. I mean, dude, at one point we had a law where... You could have any kind of drink you wanted at a restaurant, but the restaurant had to hide the bottles. So they'd go like in a back room and you go into a Chili's and there's a bar and you don't see any taps or nothing, but they come out and hand you a drink. And it's almost worse for kids because it's like you're a runway model going down the runway while she's holding this frosty ass beer she's about to give to you. There's something sketchy about a back room. You know what I mean? It's like... Yo, I need to go to the back room and get this beer. Like, hey, it's a, you know, it's well, a sketchy business. Well, deal. It's, well so it like. here's the funny thing about that lie. Recently, just changed. I mean, literally, like eight, nine months ago. What, the first of the year. Really? Year, year ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen to this. So they remodeled the Utah Jazz's arena. And the Utah Jazz's arena. If you, if, if, if the listeners want to go to our Twitter page, Stranger Brews Pod. You'll see pictures of me taking the tour of the arena and how much fucking craft beer they are selling at that goddamn place. And you used to not be able to see taps at the arena. Now there's like taps everywhere. Every restaurant serves beer. At every every gourmet restaurant in the fucking place has beer. All craft beer, man. Like I don't see people drinking Coors and Bud Light there cuz it's the same price for that shit. Yeah, which is nice because you get an abundance of that here instead of craft beer because it's so well, much cheaper. And for the record, I did say that the Pilsners were $13. I took that picture and went, fuck, I can't believe that. It's actually a souvenir glass that you get to take home that has the team's logo on it and shit. Well, and sports games are always good. I mean, I you go to Pepsi Center here in uh, Denver and you, you, you pick up a fuck. I mean, hell, they'll, they'll charge you for like a fat tire. They'll charge you like almost damn near $12. It's highway robbery. But, I mean, it's a sports game. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pay $12 for a fat tire. But, uh, you know, so at a sports game, shit, I'll get a Colorado Native. And that's a Coors product. You know, and I just don't care. You know, it's close enough. But, like, I'm not going to – it's almost like at those sports games, is it worth it to spend, you know, almost $25 on two beers? That makes me feel better because two craft beers, like a Lagunitas and a – um, they recently just, I mean, we have Uinta and we have Wasatch and we right. have, um, Park City. Oh God. Park City lager is awesome. Dude. Park City is the shit, man. I went there, uh, with, with my wife on uh, on a business trip and we stayed at the hotel there. That fucking mm-hmm. city is tops, dude. I love it. Dude. It's the shit, man. And I escape there about every Sunday because 
here in the winter, the cold air pressure keeps the pollution in the valley. So we get an inversion. We have the same thing here. Yep. Fuck, I have to run up to the Park City, man, just to breathe like clean air and shit. Your Park City is our winter park. (laughs) It's literally, but you have to drive less time to get there than we do. Yeah, like, do people not like go to Vail, Colorado anymore because Kobe raped a chick there? I don't know, man, but Vale has always been kind of a fucking sore spot on Colorado's back. You know what I mean? Because it's so per- it's so fucking overpriced. There's a bunch of rich pricks there. This it's just no nobody there is friendly. But they got a great Oktoberfest though. Apparently, my wife was telling me we got to go next year. It's they got like the tents and like the whole nine yards. But uh, yeah, Vale's kind of weird. Stephen King was uh, living there for a while though. It's pretty cool. No shit, really. Yeah, Stephen King loves it there. Man, all right, well. <clears throat> Why don't we uh, talk a little Stranger Things? Yeah, let's do it. So, we just had a second season release in October, and this is December 5th we're recording. (laughs) But, if you haven't seen it by now, it's on you. Yeah. No no spoiler warnings. You're just going to get spoiled. (laughs) No. So, I'm going to just assume you're listening to this podcast because of either beer or Stranger Things, because our show is called Stranger Brews. So, I'm going to assume you've already talked your ass off about season season one, and we're going to kind of talk about season two. Now, Josh, before I kind of say my piece about the series season two... Before we get into it, do you like season two better than season one? I do not. I like season one better. <clears throat> Why? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it was mainly the, the kids together. I think that season one was something that sticks with me because the kids had such good chemistry together, and it was such a... Like, I, I mean, we've been getting a lot of that kind of 80s re... like revamping or like bringing the 80s back for a while now at least in the last I agree. year or so I but agree. there was something I agree. yeah but there was something about this that just brought back cuz like I grew up on films like the Goonies and um you know Stand by Me so that for me when I was a kid those those like childhood memories of like watching those and then going out like I literally had a backyard like the mountains were my backyard I grew up um, with the front range, so I would go out with my buddies and do some of that crazy shit. And so, Stranger Things season one was that for me. And you know, the, all of the music, the pop culture references that kind of like I didn't grow up in the 80s, but I felt like I did. Does that make sense? It was just it a does. really, and it was super well rounded and it was just fresh. You know what I mean? Not saying that Stranger Things season two isn't fresh, but I'll just say that I, I enjoyed the first season better. That's all I have. It's really just summarizing. Um, I'm the opposite. I enjoyed season two slightly better. Slightly. Slightly. Everybody, it seems like, doesn't like season two. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But this has just kind of been my impression of talking to people who don't like season two as much. A few episodes. everybody, Everybody likes both seasons. Yeah. So let me get that out of the way. I think you like season two. You just slightly like season one better or a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think the big hang up 
for most people with season two is that Eleven is on this little journey by herself and she's not with the crew with um, what's his face that was trapped all of season one. Uh, fuck. All of season one. Will. Will, yes. Yeah. It just slipped, escaped my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Anyway, yeah. Will, Will's back with the crew. So, so I guess like I didn't feel like it was bad that she wasn't part of the crew because she's kind of like we're big Star Wars fans. She's kind of like Luke not being exactly in, in Episode Seven. You know what I mean? Like exactly. she takes over the whole show because now she knows her powers. She knows how strong she is. She knows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So we wouldn't have got all that build up with Hopper and the fucking weird ass tunnels and cool ass like monster dog thing with Dustin and the, the fucking demo dogs. Fuck, <laughs> that was awesome. All that shit was awesome. So I mean, like for me, it's slightly better because the characters are already developed, and plus we get a chance to kind of see what, like what Will's gone through. You know, we kind of saw what. You know, everybody else had kind of gone through in the first season, but you know, and uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I kind of dug uh, Sean Aston's character. Yeah, <laughs> such so a dork. dirty, God. such a dork. But I dug uh, him because he tried hard, man. He was a good, he's a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. I, I, I didn't know how to feel about him at first, but then I, you know, I came around. I came around. Oh, for sure, man. Like in. <sighs> It, it was just fun that, like, Winona Ryder wasn't crazy the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Because I had a thing for her. You know what I mean? I'm I'm 30, 39 now. I said 38 earlier in the show. I'm really, I just turned 39. But I, I told my wife, I'm just going to tell everybody I'm 39 forever. <laughs> but for those who know me, I'm really just a fifth grader trapped in a 39-year-old's body. The best kind. The best kind to be. Right. Right. <laughs> and you know, and I have disposable income and my own business, so, you know, no drug testing or anything like that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. But any, anyway, uh, so I actually liked Eleven's, like, kind of journey by herself, like, where she kind of got to be, it was kind of an X-Men kind of vibe. Like a New Mutants kind of vibe if you're a comic book fan. And she slicks her hair back and she says, bitchin'. (laughs) And she still eats her egos. And that other girl was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to see like a little more backstory about her in the the, uh, science lab there. Yeah. And uh, the other the thing, I guess, I guess if I'm going to take one argument that's going to put season two over season one for me. Fucking Ghostbuster costumes, man. That was fucking cool. That whole first half of the season was my favorite part of the season. Like that, just, you know, like kind of the goofing around and stuff. But that Ghostbuster shit was amazing, dude. It was so good. So good. Dude. And the fucking arcade that was like the shots where it was going to the upside down. Like flipping back and forth between the... The reality and you know and it's showing them and the I mean they did they, I, their budget must have gone way up man the oh absolutely I mean they dope they that's expected I mean with all the success they had with the first season they knew they were going to try and top season one as far as effects go and I think they did that I I honestly like I really enjoyed uh, the effects this season um, 
There was there was some surprises, man. For man, sure. and then fucking uh, Eleven Super Saiyan at the end when she's closing that fucking vagina. <laughs> the fucking upside down vagina. Yeah, <laughs> she was closing that vagina up. You know, sewing it up. No more babies coming out of here. Because I mean, the fucking demodogs were breeding like motherfuckers. Oh, dude. Well, and and the thing is, is they introduced that kind of, you know, hive mind thing, which was cool. And I, you know, I, I, I grew up in the time of Slenderman. Well, I, I didn't grow up in the time of Slenderman. I was pretty much grown by the time Slenderman came came about. But if any of you don't, yeah. you know, know the creepypasta Slenderman, that fucking monster in season two reminded me a lot of Slenderman, but like a hive mind, like ten times the size. Slenderman with like the fucking creepy ass arms and shit, and uh, I love yeah. that fucking villain. I loved how they had like a main villain, like a big baddie. Because in the first yeah. season, it was basically just you know the Demogorgon, which were cool, but like you didn't really understand their origin story, and now you get this whole origin story behind the Upside Down, and you know what it is yeah. uh, that that's kind of controlling it. But I mean, it's gonna make season three pay off so much more because now all the kids are together. There's well, no reason for them to be separated. We've explored the separation. We've explored the will back with his main four friends, and they. I I like Mac. I hate her fucking brother. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that guy was fucked. And he's Australian in real life, which is kind of cool. No shit. Yeah, dude, he's a straight up, straight up Australian. <laughs> you watch Family Guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't Every- recently, but. You know the fucking hockey, like, Wisconsin dude that they do. You know, I was trying to bone my girlfriend, and yeah. she said no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A, He's got the mullet and the fucking eagle-ass shirt and the cut-off sleeves. Yeah, that that's who he reminds me of. Yeah, he was a fucking douchebag, dude. Like, he was supposed to, because he was supposed to be the big bully. Because, like, um, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm t- I've had too much beer. I can't, I'm bad with names, but, uh. Is it uh, not Steve? Fuck you know you know the the the, the bad boy. What's his fucking Fuck, name? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, but like you're supposed I'm, to. I'm you, way too drunk at this point. You were supposed to hate him in the first season, and like Nancy was supposed to like you know she's supposed to get with Jonathan, but she got this fucking guy, and like he was fucking up this dude's son. Like he was he was he was like psychopath. And like super racist as well, <laughs> so I was like, "Where did this come from?" It's like out of out of nowhere, this fucking guy comes in, he's just a total monster. It's like, dude, he's like trying to kill. What's his name? Fuck! Why am I so bad? Why are we so bad with names? Is it Lucas? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fucking get that. I'm gonna get the IMDb up. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know who you're talking about, though. I know who you're talking about. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, Steve, I was right. Um, Lucas, yeah, he was hating. He was hating on. Yeah, you said Lucas. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm I'm a little concerned with where they might take season three because there's only so much upside down that you can do. Now, obviously, you know, Eleven closes upside down and does a whole thing, but like. At what point is that like Stranger Things upside down trope gonna be overused? And then obviously, you know, you're almost going from like what the 80s to the what the 90s. Like, what are they gonna do? And like, I'm almost well, worried about that portion because is it gonna feel the same? And like, how are the kids gonna age? 
You know what I mean? Like, is that going to, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think they just do the next year of school. And I could see them doing a season where it starts out all normal, but their problems are real world problems. Like it turns into more of a not Stranger Things drama, it becomes a straight drama. But then it ends up like something with something else supernatural that they need Eleven to take care of. Or I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Well, that's what's going to happen. And I kind of dig that idea because it's very much like John Hughes influenced where it's, you know, coming of age tale where there's, you know, they're real world problems. These kids are growing up. You know, it's it's. uh well, we want to yeah. see Mike and Eleven be a thing and run into couple oh, problems. Oh, for sure, yeah, 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 exactly. She's the freak, and he, you know, he's the geek, and yeah, especially now that she right? has that fucking punk look going on. Hot damn, dude, bitching. God, that kiss was fucking great at the end. I mean, dude, it was weird we... because they were kids, but like it was so satisfying. No, no, no. You know what it is? It's a nostalgic thing. Yeah, we're not, we're not excited to see two children kiss. We're reminded of how it feels to be children exactly, in their position. Exactly. The first kiss, you know, that like that kind of school kid or the schoolyard kiss. It was and you know, those characters were building up to it and she was so jealous throughout season two and Mac, you know, the yeah. whole time and whatever. Max, Mad Max, Max. Um but yeah, man, I'm Max I'm, and Lucas and Yeah. You know, I remember being that age because I'm the age of these kids. This these kids are my age. I was right. their age at this time. Assuming eighty five and they're because I was eight and eighty five. So right. assuming it's like eighty seven or eighty eight and they're ten, eleven, what are they? Are they thirteen? I think so. This has gotta be your bread and butter, man. This has gotta no, be. No, I was I was thirteen and ninety two. Right. Well you you were a little I think they're a little bit younger. I think they're supposed to be like Yeah, they're a little young tw- they're a little younger than 11 me. Eleven or twelve, I think. Right. So right. so anyway, like but it's still I'm not saying this to brag, but my first serious relationship that, you know, I lost something of my innocence was at 14. Yeah, I'm not saying that. The next time with another person was a quite a few years. So I'm not some Casanova or nothing. I'm not trying to brag. It's just that's how it went down. Oh, oh, you're a Casanova. There's no question. Okay, so yeah, the cat's out of the bag. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I have do. not been I've been off of the mar- market for quite some time <laughs> yes. but anyway um, anyway uh, I it reminds me of that first love and I am it's fun to watch the show and see them have their little love triangle struggles and you know like and I think it's neat that they're Letting kids see that, hey, it's cool for a black kid and a white girl to hook up. Hell yeah, man. It's a progressive show. You're seeing a lot of that shit. Like the new Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It's cool as fuck, man. Like, what was I watching the other day, too, that a dude's girlfriend or he wanted to... Oh, uh, I was watching American Vandal. Hey, let's. this is a perfect segue. Let's go into <laughs> streaming things. American so, Vandals. Our boy Calvin again, he suggested, man... You gotta see American Vandal, and the reason is, for those of you that are new to this show or any of my shows, I kind of like dick jokes. Anything to do with dicks, I think it's hilarious. Dirty Uncle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I'm in fifth grade in a forty-year-old's body. I wasn't lying. Fucking dicks are hilarious. I'm sorry. Cocks are hilarious. They so, are pretty funny. This show is about 
the teachers of a it's it's like a parody of a true, true detective crime. true crime true detective type show yes so the main crime is a vandalism to the high school teachers car all 27 cars in the parking lot at the time got cocks spray painted on them <laughs> and within the first two episodes i mean they're talking about cocks so much i can barely handle myself <laughs> and it happened to be a, it happened to be on a day that i had nothing going on so i was enjoying some goblin and i'm not going to explain what that is and if you know what i'm talking about awesome for you because you would know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it was just enhancing my experience. And man, that show is fucking great. And Calvin kind of talked about how he got bored about the second episode. Dude, I kind of thought the shit was real, but I was questioning if it was real or not the whole time. <laughs> like, nobody told me it was a fucking parody. So I got like four episodes in. I'm like, holy fuck, the quality of these kids' like AV cameras. This must be some rich school in Oceanside, California. Yeah, but California. The, the main actor has been in so many things. He was in Spider-Man, dude. Homecoming. That's what I'm so I'm like, what the fuck? And like, I finally just like IMDb'd it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I still liked it. I was even digging it when I thought it was real, though. It was like fucking wrestling, you know what I mean? When we When I was a kid in the 80s, the WWF was... Nobody knew it was fake. Or at least kids didn't. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, great show. I recommend it. Highly recommend. I, I, what, what should our scale for, for, what should our, like, should it be five out of five? Or is five is the best? Or should we go to ten? I, I think, I think five is pretty, pretty reasonable. One, one to five. Like Yelp review, like Yelp reviews. Yeah, like stars. Five but what stars. should they be? Five, should we call five steins? Oh, five steins. There you go. <laughs> I like it. All right. I give this series four and a half steins. All right. Have you seen it? You know, no. And I, to be honest with you, it didn't interest me all that much. But uh, I think based on your recommendation, I might check it out. It, it's, it's, I'm not into those shows. Right. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Hmm. I, I would suggest some goblin. Yeah, I might. I might have to goblin a bit. <laughs> that's okay. a, that. That's definitely calls for that. I'm so excited. I'm going to Nevada. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! All right. So what you what's your stream this week, my friend? Well, not this week. I you know, like I said, we're a bit behind. But uh, my wife and I have been really getting into. Uh, Mine hunters, or is it mine? I think it's mine hunters. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's true crime. Um, but I'm for those of you that don't know, um, another side of me is I really enjoy serial killers. I don't, when I say that, I don't enjoy them or what they do. I just they fascinate me. They interest me. Um, You're interested in what makes someone do something suck fucking so heinous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the mind inside the mind of a killer. But anyway. It's a really good show. Actually, just recently found out my wife didn't really like it that much. She she had, at first seemed like she was really liking it because it's you know it's classic David Fincher. In fact, I think David Fincher did a couple episodes or produced oh, really? a series. But he's got there's like this David Fincher vibe. If you've ever seen Zodiac or uh, um, Seven, like he's got this thing that he does. It's like it's just it's just classic Fincher if that makes sense. But it's it's she said it was boring. You have to kind of get into it. I think it's definitely a slow burn, 
but like some of the actors that portray these killers, like Edmund Kemper, like Ed Kemper's classic classic killer, classic organized killer, uh, he did some really fucked up shit. But the actor just nailed it, and it was so impressive to just sit there and take all of this in. And he's just sitting there like straight face because he's a sociopath. Um, just straight face talking about like some really heinous shit, like you were saying. I won't you know divulge, but uh, I would definitely recommend it for true crime fans. But uh, on the on the lighter side of things, my wife and I have been getting right back into Mad Men, which back back in the day, uh, Mad Men was like a you know a big deal, and uh, we're rewatching Mad Men. And I gotta tell you, man, it's a great show. Like I really thoroughly enjoy Mad Men. Um, from like a production uh, standpoint, like a production art standpoint, it's just like it's it's superb. Uh, but that's on kind of the lighter side. But it, it gets pretty it gets pretty intense. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what we've been doing. We tried to get back into Lost to no avail. Like we we oh got, really you couldn't get back into it. Well, we did, but like the thing is, is my wife and I are really bad at finishing shows that we start. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we'll start streaming, well, we'll start binging, and then we'll stop yeah, for no reason yeah, at all. I do, like, I do that. I do that. Like Lost I did is that really with the fucking grand, great. I did that with the Grand Tour the first. Excuse me, the first season. Yeah, like Grand Tour is something I haven't finished yet, and this season two's coming out soon. I gotta. Oh my god, dude! Finish I finished the last three episodes. They're even better than the rest of the season, so you need to finish it. Fuck! I love, I love them so much, man. They're just they're so funny. Like. I don't know. British this is something about funny, Jeremy man. Clarkson. Jer- Jeremy Clarkson just really, it just re- he really gets dude, me, man. He- dude, when, when he was driving, I can't remember what car it was. He was driving around the track when they were on Top Gear, and he he said it sounded like God having sex. I was like, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. It was probably a Ford because he loves Ford so damn much. That fucking oh, Ford or a Mercedes, GT. dude. Yeah, Mercedes, Mercedes. Yeah, he loves dude. Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking smells like sounds like God having sex. <laughs> like, he's such a he's such a piece of shit British dude. I love it. I love it so like, much. He's like the British equivalent of a fucking redneck. It's awesome. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that God. episode where they fucking uh, get the they go to Vietnam and ride the motorcycles all the way up the entire fucking oh coastline. Oh my God! Watching that that like. <laughs> Watching Jeremy Clarkson try and ride a motorcycle is just so funny to me. <laughs> he gets that fucking suit made at that weird ass like yeah. ta- custom tailor place. Well, and, and James anyway. May is another really good one. But yeah, off on a tangent. Another That's show if you have not seen it: Top Gear before the dudes got fired by BBC and their new show on Amazon called Grand Tour. Great. Well, stuff. to be Grand- fair, Jeremy Clarkson got fired, and then they just basically quit because they weren't going to do anything without Jeremy Clarkson, but. Jeremy Clarkson's kind of a douche, which I mean, he's a good douche, like in a good way. But he, he punched a dude. Uh, yeah, he sacked, did some stupid so. shit, and and he yeah, totally he like, and, and and for anybody who didn't pay attention after the fact, they they actually he like took care of the dude's medical bills and shit. Oh, and I like, didn't know that. They what, got what a stand up job. Yeah, like yeah, man, they like got. Hey, they mended the fences, and I guess like they were seeing it like a Christmas party together and stuff. Because the guy's like a producer or something. Yeah, well, I know it was it was pretty serious. And then they were like, you know what, fuck, fuck BBC. We're gonna go to Amazon. We're gonna make it our way. And that's basically what they said: is is the just like the BBC was like putting such pressure on everybody who wasn't the cast 
that when the cast were getting out of line, the BBC was like, you got to stop them. And it just was like, it was turning people against each other. Like, yeah. Because if you'd watched the first few seasons of that show, and for those listening, that show started like in what, 01? I think so. The one so where, I think yeah. if you go on Hulu or if you go on Netflix, you can watch the entire fucking well, top, series. It, it, top Gear was was if you're talking about Top Gear, that was long. That was even before 2001. But Jeremy Clarkson, because Jeremy Clarkson, the revamped. Like yeah, the re, he he revamped it. He revamped it in 01. I want to say it was 2000 or 01. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so other stuff I've been streaming. Um. Man, and I've talked about this on my other shows, but I don't know if you've checked it out, but the fucking Punisher on Netflix, man. I haven't checked it out yet. It it might be the best comic book ap- adaptation anybody's done on any streaming service or any fucking... Really? Yeah, and it, only from the context of it's the first thing that they've taken from the comic books... And put into a modern day perspective. And what I'm talking about is PTSD. Because mm. they pitched it to us as this ultra-violent show. And it is, but it isn't what you think it is. And it's not a constant barrage of it either. It's really subtle and surgical to begin with. But it's fucking amazing. The acting in it is... Some of the best acting that you'll find in a Ben show. Huh. Hands down, man. But, I mean, it's that dude from uh, Walking Dead who played yeah. Shane. Fuck, yeah, I can't I'm, remember his I'm, name. I'm he plays up, Frank yeah, Castle. I'm looking it up Look right it up, now. bro. Look it um, up. That's what your job is, man. I'll I'll main host. You look the shit up. Yeah, neither one of us yes. can remember this shit. Especially when we've been enjoying such tasty brews. Uh, John, John Bernthal. Yes, he plays Frank Castle. And then there's another guy that plays like kind of a dude that's in a similar situation, only his family hasn't been killed. And it creates this like uh, unique dynamic between the two of them because they're in the same situation, but the results are different. Right. So it's this unique like playoff, like kind of the other dude will get out of hand and he'll be like, at least your fucking family's not. And you're like, fuck, dude, you, you forgot, bro. You fucked up. Well, I loved, I loved, uh, John Bernthal's Punisher in Daredevil, and I love Daredevil. Like I've my my wife and I were really fucking into Daredevil, but they're um, not in the same universe. Just so you know, like so this show is that actor, but this is not that Punisher. Does so that make it's, sense? So they're not connected at all. No, they decided to make this what it should be, which is a violent show, a standalone. But, but they're not fucking around with. Making it just violent for the sake of being violent. Does that make sense? Well, because if I'm if I'm not if I'm mistaken if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the comics and even the video game that I remember playing were just like straight up fucked up shit. Like you'd put a guy in a mm-hmm. wood chipper and like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it was like torture porn basically. Some of it, mm-hmm. but it's not well, like that though, right? The new no, it's not, man. And at the end, there's some torture, like the last episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's not super bad. It's, right. in fact, uh, the revamp of you know with Daniel Craig with the 007 when they torture him in Casino Royale. God damn, I that, hated that's that way scene. What fucking that's way fucking worse Ugh. than anything they do in Punisher. Really, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's in a fucking 
wicker chair with no wicker bottom, butt naked, getting some fucking big ass rope cracked against his nuts. That kind of sucks. Oh, don't even say that, man. Fucking it's making horrible, me hurt. Man. Well, because I mean, like the video game. Like I'm granted, I'm not a comic guy. Like I like comics, but. You know, I, I'm more of like the movie person, but like from the standpoint of the video game, I played the Punisher video game, and I think it was like on the 360 or something or the Xbox. It was fucking violent, man. Like he was just straight up like shredding dudes, like and it like just t- taken like taken into them and mm-hmm. like. I played it. Yeah, And that's the Punisher mm-hmm. that I I thought was good that I was going to see in Daredevil, but it was so much better because it was this conflicted guy that was just, had lost his entire family and it was just like, you know, he's just almost like a psychopath, but he was doing it for the right reason. Like, he meant well, but he was doing it in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Oh, man. They made this one about revenge. Oh, straight revenge? I love that. It's straight revenge. It's <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. And it's like, when he goes like, he almost is like a version of the Wolverine. Like, a not mutant not superhero he's just a well-trained special forces psychopath like just like when he and he uses it like at the right moment he's surgical with how he lets the rage loose he's precise he he loses he gets shot all the time like not glancing shots too like through the shoulder and shit he just like yeah that shit would happen man he's wearing body armor but he's gonna get hit Oh, it 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 adds a it adds a like a bit of realism because like the whole thing, yeah. like Daredevil, the Defenders, Jessica Jones, fucking Iron Fist, which we want Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Talk. Oh. Luke Cage is better, but um, I love Luke Cage. But like that whole universe, like the Defenders, is very gritty. It's like that you know that kind of grittier, you know, Hell's yeah. Kitchen side of Marvel, and that's what I really liked about that universe. But you know, since since you're telling me it's not connected, I'm I'm really curious the way they took it. It, it's cool, man. It's it's so much better than those shows. I'm glad they made it its own because it would stand out like a sore thumb, dude. Right. The style just doesn't work with the Defender style and all those shows. Style. I'm going to look just, up the the creator's name, Steve, <clears throat> Steve Lightfoot. I'm going to see what other things. He, oh, he's done Hannibal, so fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, Hannibal's the shit. Okay. If you haven't seen Narcos. Hannibal, guys, Narcos... Um, what's another one? Uh, I'm I'm looking at his IMDb. I, I'm I'm just saying, but like those, if he did those, he'd be perfect for Punisher, dude. Dude, it's fucking great, man. All right, I'll give it a whirl. And then um, I'm a documentary nut. Ah. And so I've gone back and revisited uh, on. Amazon Prime, they have Ken Burns Baseball. So I've gone back and they've actually added the stuff that he went back and added because the show came out in the early 90s, Mm. pre-strike, I want to say. And so they came back and made like a, a, because every episode is named after an inning. So they came back with a 10th inning. So this one includes that 10th inning. Okay. I have, and I'm about six inning. I'm on the fifth inning right now, so I, you know, it's going to take me a while. But in classic baseball fashion, takes for fucking ever to get through a goddamn, <laughs> a goddamn game. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I dig the history of baseball, but I'm not a current fan. In fact, I've almost become just a NBA fan. <laughs> 
I like I like watching I like watching baseball and our Rockies you know that it did a lot better this year. But Ken Burns has a way with documentaries. I watched Ken Burns Jazz, like his Jazz series or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. There's there's it's really good stuff, man. And check your uh, cable provider if they've got on demand his new series called Vietnam. It is fucking Ooh. great. Man, I love me some. But it's not on any. Of the, it's not on any of the streaming stuff. And Why there's do, I don't so much shit. <laughs> oh, well. Hopefully, he'll they'll put it on one of the streaming services because just in the first like three episodes, I learned more. I, I thought I knew everything there was to know about Vietnam. I mean, just a little background. There's a movie called Fog of War. It's one of my favorite documentaries. It's hmm. an interview with Robert McNamara who was the Secretary of Defense at the time when we were fighting the... He was Kennedy's guys. He was one of these dudes from Boston. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he ran fucking Ford before the war. Hmm. Or after the war. And they asked him to come in to work for the government, take a pay cut to come work for the government, man. And he was like a genius, this dude. But it's it's just basically the filmmaker... And interviewing Mr. McNamara, and just he—he's like admitting his mistakes. He's admitting I made mistakes, and it's like you don't see people who have that kind of power in their life, and they have an ego. This dude had no ego about it. It's fucking great. But uh, getting that kind of perspective on the Vietnam War, you get a lot of information about it. But then to go back and watch this documentary by Ken Burns and hear his fucking like just all the shit that went down with Ho Chi Minh like I they don't tell you anything in history about Ho Chi Minh they just say hey he's a dude that wanted to have communism in Vietnam no that wasn't the case so when you watch this documentary you're gonna get a new um open more your world's gonna be opened up to what to what the war was fought about and what the preconceived notions were about it huh that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's really good, man. Vietnam's one of those uh, wars. Fuck that ups like that you. It, it's interesting to find out, like, you know, what went wrong. What? Why were we? You know, was it just about trying to stop communism, which was the mistake? But then it became about politics. Right. Fucking crazy, man. Dude, if you for a for a doc for a fellow doco docu nut because I'm I love documentaries too. There's a website I've been using for a while now called uh, Free Documentaries, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know they they don't have, I mean well they've got a lot of documentaries, but they, and they might not have like some of the big 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 budget ones because you know like like these are a lot of them are for free whatever. But mm-hmm. dude, there are so many documentaries on this fucking website, and they're all free, and they're just some of them are just stellar. Oh, cool! Um, and they, I mean, they've definitely got some some ones you've heard of. Um, you know, some of the bigger oh, ones, like the big ones, like Food Inc. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, and like Blackfish and shit like that. But oh, um, dude, Blackfish like made me cry. Oh, dude, fucking Tillamook or whatever, Tillamook or whatever. Dude, I have this thing about, I don't know what it is. I'm not an environmentalist, but I just don't think we should fuck with dolphins and fucking whales and shit. Because they're like geniuses, man. Well, don't, well, do whatever you do, don't watch, uh, God, I forget what it's called, but that documentary. The Cove? 
The Cove, dude. The I've Cove seen is that. So fucked. Terrible. Oh, so fucked. God damn. I used to watch fucking uh, remember um, Sea Shepherds, and they had that show. What was it? Yeah. Whale Wars. Yeah, Whale Wars. I was yeah. like, fucking get those Japanese assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's like so yeah, fucked man. because I just I love so much about Japan, but that's like what when I saw that it like me too. I was me like, too. damn it, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta stop this. But anyway. when I went to Tokyo to the Scion plant, I was just blown away with the fucking square watermelons and different Kit Kats and crazy ass conveyor belt cafeterias. Dude, um, it was amazing. You could get beer from a fucking vending machine and it was delicious. So real quick, speaking of that, um, just a quick, quick one. My wife was, she does vlogs like on YouTube and stuff. And she was like, you know what we should do? I hear this. I hear about this thing called Japan crate. And it's basically like an assortment of like Japanese like no. candies and chocolates and like drinks. No, and yeah, dude. And uh, we we've gotten we've gotten a couple of those boxes that we just recently got our. Uh, Are they twenty five every other month? I think so, but like, Fuck. dude, they they I think it's actually thirty bucks, but you get a lot of bang for your buck. Like you get a ton of different like japanese snacks and so candies you and probably drinks. had high chews before everybody else dude well high chews are fairly easy to find but like it, stuff like i mean i, I there some of it's downstairs i could grab it if well, I i'm just saying to. like high chews are everywhere now but yeah. they weren't always everywhere well this was we recently subscribed to this but like at the same time when we did um like when when i went to school in san francisco we were pretty close to japantown and i actually had a japanese roommate like japanese wine roommate so we we would all do Mm -hmm. the you know japanese snacks and stuff but my man if you like japanese like candies and shit this this box it's got it's got what you need it's and there's just they're so wacky they got like all these little like cartoon characters and like tiny foods and like it's just wacky stuff man i really dig it but you know fuck the dolphin killing that's 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 some, that's some yeah. Nice. It's the only fucked up thing they do as a culture. Yeah, well, and they, they and just... hentai <laughs> and hentai. If I'm well, being honest, but but when I was younger though, hentai was pretty cool. <laughs> You're into octopuses and vaginas and buttholes and stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, vaginas and buttholes are pretty normal, but when you when you insert the uh, octopi, yeah, let's let's not get the tentacles. Yeah, the tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm a big I'm a big anime guy. Like I love anime and manga. So you know, and I could talk forever about oh, that. Oh, me too, but, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, and there's some good stuff I'm on. I'm a Netflix. big Macross guy, man. Robotech and fucking Macross. I read all the books. Dude, did you have you um have you watched Akira recently? Because I revisited Akira. No, man, oh man, I need to, man. Woo, that's some that's some. Okay, so it's stuff. been since I was like 15. And can you believe I watched that at 15? I seem to remember a girl getting raped in that show. Akira? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a movie that was based on a manga that I haven't read. But, dude, there is some hard... Yeah, there's a woman that straight up gets assaulted. And it's... That's what I was going to say. Doesn't a chick get raped in that show? I saw that shit at 15. I don't think she gets raped. She almost gets raped. I think she's more just like she's getting kind of like pushed around. Um, but it's like oh yeah yeah she gets pushed around and they like tear her shirt off yeah yeah but it's the body horror man it's like that like Cronenberg type body horror that's just so messed up and it's just it's like everything that was 
that was wrong with the 80s was in Akira. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially in, like, industrial, like, post-industrial so, Japan. Like so did you know that they drew that entire movie on 8x11 paper? I, I remember hearing something about that. There's a really good podcast I listened to talked about Akira. I think they, and they were, like, super over budget, too. Or something oh, yeah. like that. They had, like, a... Did you hear... Have you seen that, um, you know, since we're both Star Wars nuts... And I don't give a fuck if you don't like if you don't like Star Wars and you like beer. Sorry, you can turn this off. <laughs> uh, you ever see that Tie Fighter anime that's on YouTube? Yeah, I love that. that tie I fight? love it. Fucking great, dude. With the with that the, guy like, spent metal music? four years. Yeah, he spent four years on that shit. What? And drew the whole thing. Yeah, it took him four years to make it. That's crazy. And drew every cell, dude. I can I can I could fucking imagine that thing was tops quality, dude. Dude, the X-Wing pilots and the fucking, like, TIE pilots in that shit look amazing. Like, they did the cross-section, like, the cutaway of, like, the fucking ion engines, like, you know. Because that's could, the thing, it's TIE. It's twin They could play engines. Let It that's Go in the back. They could play Let It Go in the background, and I would have fucking enjoyed <laughs> that fucking anime. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Let oh, it go. speaking of which, did you hear that? Pixar dumped that fucking Frozen short at the beginning of Coco so that people would go see Coco. Really? Well, dude, apparently it takes 40 minutes to get to the fucking movie because the Frozen short's 25 minutes long along with the 20 minutes of previews. Because it's it's like Olaf. Because that's the one thing about Frozen that they, they can always count on and fucking selling Olaf, you know, merchandise. And I've never seen Frozen I probably never will until I have kids, which you know I won't have kids for a long time. But man, Frozen, like if I want to go see Coco, I just want to see Coco. Fuck the fucking Olaf shit in front. Um, so I guess in closing, what is there any other streaming shows that you've dug in the last little bit that we you should tell everybody about? Hmm. I don't know, man. Not really. I've just been kind of, you know, like I said, I've been hitting up the uh, Mine Hunters and been watching Mad Men. But uh, I have one last one, and and it's just because it's driving me nuts because it's not back on. It's Star Trek Discovery. Okay, it's I worth need to the, watch that. It's worth the fucking six bucks a month, man. Right. It just the CG and that shit. They spared no expense. It's like every episode is a fucking movie. Okay. I'll have to check it's, that out. I, I'm I, I'm a big Star Wars per, Star Trek person, but I'm not a I'm not on the level I am with Star Wars. Like I really dig Star Trek. I will go out of my way to watch Star Trek. Huh. But I don't obsess over it like I do Star Wars. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind kind of like how I am with Battlestar Galactica. I fucking love Battlestar Galactica, but I don't love it as much as like. Star Wars, uh, but I don't. Awesome I don't think I could get into Star Trek as much as I could get into Battlestar. Which I guess, if we're talking about streaming, I uh, Dude, I, I, I have the hots for Grace Park. Oh my god! But I re I re recently rewatched uh, the first episode um, of the new Battlestar, and that was a trip down memory lane. I binged. Oh, it I need to. I need to. Grace Park is my girl, man. I'm in love with her. The whole cast, dude. No, the fucking like Edward James Olmos. Like you can't go wrong with that. I got, I got, uh, I got exotic girl problems. <laughs> my my wife's half Portuguese. Did you know Ooh, that? No, I didn't know that. That's oh yeah, man. She's half cool. Portuguese, man. I dig the exotic girls. So like, I like Grace Park. I think she's Korean. Mm-hmm. 
Most and, parks are uh, Oh my god, the girl for Battlefront 2, fucking Jaina Gavinar, who oh. played the Shiva in the league. Oh, I want to... Oh, just... that's right! I was wondering about that. I was wondering where oh. I saw her last. Oh. She was totally I Shiva. Her... I know, I want to drink her bathwater. Oh my god, dude. Oh. Sorry, chauvinist moment of the show, ladies. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That is a great game, by the way. Battlefield. By the way, Chris Crims, Chris Hemsworth was sexy as fuck in Thor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Love that. Guy. I like him with the. Sh- I dig him with the short hair, by the way. Oh yeah, in the face paint. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I say that to the other day? Where's your face paint? <laughs> when they got that haircut, it was Calvin. <laughs> Calvin's like, what? What did what? you say? Motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, let's wrap it up. This has been a good show. Dude, it's been an amazing show. Yeah. Well, and just to let everybody know, and we were going to do this earlier, like stuff that's going on in our lives. Um, I am going to be taking a trip to Las Vegas tomorrow to meet up with a friend of mine from Twitter, Star Wars Twitter, Aaron Boyd. Good dude. AB, as he's better known. AB, shout out. And then uh, I'm going to be podcasting um, with my boys, Eric Strothers of the Sith List, obviously of the Bad Motivators originally, but he's on the Sith List also on the Making Star Wars Network. And he is also with Luke Cruiser. I'm going to be going into Indy, seeing it with Luke Cruiser. And I'm going to be driving down with Luke Cruiser to St. Louis and South Illinois, where Eric is. We're going to all see it. Podcast, a show. So we'll do two shows next week. And by see it, he obviously means The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I just uh, I forget everybody like <laughs> in my Star Wars world. So sorry, beer drinkers. But we're big Star Wars nuts, and it comes ahead of beer. I, I, I'm... If you have a problem with that, this is not your podcast. Yeah, we're going to be dropping a lot of Star Wars references. so Because that's life. I mean, that's just life. But we're not a Star Wars podcast. No, but no, we no. will talk a lot of Star Wars on occasion. Yes. But anyway, so when we go dark, we're going to talk a lot more beer. Because <laughs> we're going to go a little dark here soon. Because the reviews are going to come out and it's going to suck. Yeah. We're going to be stuck to our little DM group, my friend. Yes, we are. But we'll have a lot of beer to, to, to catch up on for next episode so we'll plan on trying to catch up with y'all between new years and christmas if possible if not after the new year yep and follow the instagram follow the twitter uh dallas where can uh, where can people find you on the twitter at stranger brews pod is the show's official uh and we do use it as a podcast twitter handle so when we're drinking beer at these breweries we talk about i try to take pictures and josh tries to take pictures and we share them on the instagram and on the twitter and uh so what's the instagram page again uh it's uh, stranger brews pod on instagram and then we have our email address that you know we will occasionally uh read an email from the fans we'd love to talk about beer or whatever questions you yes, might have please, or please if you want in. our opinion on something yeah we'll, we'll we'll read it so you can reach us at strangerbrewspod at gmail.com so take us out josh see you cats later <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on our, on our sign off sonic <laughs> Well, how about from Strange Brew? Yeah.
Yes, sir. Hey. You should all see that movie. Yes. It is a uh, PG movie that is funny like a rated R movie. It's like the laughs you get from a rated R comedy in a PG movie. It's fantastic. It's fantastic, eh? It's great stuff. Eh, it's hey. great stuff, eh? All right. All right, you hosers. We're out.